This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all 24 fantastic episodes of the Golden Palace, which of course is a spinoff of the Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the United States on Hulu. Everyone everyone we everybody have... stick together sorry i had to all right uh <laughs> we have a very special surprise for you all today oh my god i can't don't tell them not yet it's gonna be in the episode description they're gonna know before they click on it oh god damn it you're right i can't have any surprises in my life no you can't i'm so sorry everyone we just had the most lovely interview with billy sullivan aka Oliver. Oliver. Oh my from god. From the Golden Palace. He hasn't aged a day. He's he's the he's the what's that Brad Pitt movie? Benjamin Button. He's the Benjamin. He stayed 12 for the rest of his life. He's a Peter Pan. He was absolutely delightful to talk to. Um Ooh, was such a nice, so nice man. Such, such a nice guy. He too, like all of us, was like, what was Oliver's zeal on the show? Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. Because even he was like, this show doesn't seem like a child should be there because it's very yeah. sexual. It's very, you know, some of the storylines are, why? Is a child? Okay. Yeah. A lot of raunchy mm. sex jokes. Yeah. Um, so we had a really, really great um, chat with him about his acting career, um, you know, because he's, you know, started acting when he was four years old. So he has some stories. We talked about yeah. some really fun stuff. Yeah, some I mean, some of the stuff he went to the Emmys with them with the girls and Don Cheadle and, and Cheech Marin, I think he said as well, and like did all kinds of crazy fun things. I mean, he would he honestly didn't spend that much time on the show, but he it's he remembers it fondly, which is like such a nice thing. It's a nice thing to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we should just let everybody have the interview. I right? really wanted to surprise them with something though. And now there's not going to be a, wait, okay. Let me think of a surprise. Mm. How about, how about this? How about after the interview, no. we will come out. Th this is not scripted. Everyone. We are literally doing this on the fly. Yeah. How about after the interview, we will come out of it and you can surprise everybody with something. You can decide what you want that surprise. Okay. And our golden takeaway. Okay, great. Okay.
we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Most of you listening right now are probably multitasking. Yep, while you're listening to me talk, you're probably also driving, cleaning, exercising, or maybe even grocery shopping. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you can be doing right now. Getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy, and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner, and more. So just like your favorite podcast, Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, so you're protected no matter what. Multitask right now. Quote your car insurance at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com MBO. Terms and conditions apply. Billy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a big, it's a big deal. People who have been listening to the podcast, I mean, this was the first regular kid character on the Golden Girls universe in general. So you're a very big deal, Billy. I don't know if you know that or not. Well, I, I, I did not know this at all, to be honest with you. So, yeah, no. So is Everyone knows you played Oliver, um, mm -hmm. a character who was a fun addition to the cast, got into a lot of hijinks with Sophia. And I don't know if you're aware of this, I guess H. Allen kind of hinted to it, but to exist in the Golden Girls universe is such a magical thing. Like you might as well be in the MCU as far as I'm concerned. It's our MCU. It's our MCU. <laughs> it's a little different, but it's, I, I get it. I get it. I know there's a put up loyal and huge Golden Girls following. So okay. I've known that for a while. My grandparents were huge fans when I was growing up. So I watched a ton of them growing up. Up, so yeah I, I get it I get it, I get it. that's amazing. <laughs> that um, amazing so you're in the you're in the GGU um but you're <laughs> also in another club that I'm sure if there are listeners who you know like H. Allen and I born in the early 80s you know we also know you from the underdog kid sports movies of the 90s club yes. because you're in both those. little big league and the big green 
Yeah. Not going to lie. I can probably quote half of the big green. I had it on VHS <laughs> and would just rewatch it, rewatch it so much. So you're in, I mean, now you're like in Marvel and DC as far as I'm concerned. Oh, there you go. Oh. The Disney universe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is, all, all of these like superhero things are foreign to me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm loving I'm not game. a huge superhero person. I get the universes though. I understand yeah. there's like, I, I have a lot of friends who are huge loyal followers of like the whole Marvel thing. I've I understand. Really, yeah, probably. Exactly. Yeah. I understand it because on my way to like, you know, the Pixar Pier in, in California, in Disneyland here <laughs> in Los Angeles, I pass the Marvel Universe. So I understand. There you go. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's start right from the beginning. Yeah. How did you get into acting? Yeah. Uh, how did I get into acting? Um, I started acting when I was like four years old. Um, and it was because uh, my brother and my sister had previously acted when they were children and my dad was a drummer and my aunt was a singer so I grew up in kind of an entertainment family and you were here uh, in Los Angeles right this was in New York, oh, I was New, York. In New York I'm from New York originally and so I was going on auditions and acting since I was four years old started with commercials and did a ton of commercials like from when I was like four to like 10 years old and movies and then television shows and wow so I did a, did a lot of stuff when I was younger. It was a whole, like a whole different lifetime ago, essentially. Did your, did your family move from then New York to Los Angeles once you started working in more TV and film? So I actually moved out here for a television show. It wasn't, I went to middle school was my first year out here when my family moved out here for, t for a TV show or mm -hmm. I was auditioning constantly, constantly flying back and forth. So it was, we just decided to make a move out here essentially wow that must have been yeah. i mean that must have been a big move from new york to la for you know how did you have any siblings like what were i you have doing? a brother and a sister yeah. uh my sister stayed in new york she's a little older and then my brother moved out here with us and um it was you know growing up in that it was everything I, it was like my whole life growing up so it was all i knew essentially was constant travel and yeah. One of the first commercials I did was a Mrs. Butterworth commercial. Ooh, that's a and fun one. It was a really one. big commercial. And they flew me out here when I was five years old to stay in the Beverly Hills Hotel. And like, fancy. Or Mrs. Yeah, Butterworth. Like fancy stuff. Yeah. So I grew up in like a crazy lifestyle. So like that thing, that moving around and traveling, living out of hotels wasn't, wasn't crazy to me as a kid. So it's like, yeah. just kind of the, what it was. That's and were you a kid who came out here and would do like pilot season every year? Uh, yeah, I would do, I wouldn't do it out here. It wasn't it's the same as it is now, essentially where it's like, you have to be out here for four months. That started a little after I stopped kind of acting and I lived out here essentially already at that point. Yeah. Um, it was more so you'd be on and then you'd have to come out here and test. So I would test for like three, four pilots in like a two week period or something like that. For anybody who's unaware of the casting process, especially in television, you are put through a gauntlet when you're an actor and the test process, you basically, you have to stand in like a teeny tiny theater and there are like all these executives in the room and it's dead quiet. And you walk into a room and you're like reading with a casting assistant who's sitting like in the very front and they're maybe kind of quiet. And it's yeah. like, for, to do three or four of those in a single, especially at that age, like that must have been, I don't know, just an experience. It, it was, I was doing, I had 
I, there was one season where I had like four pilots that I did and they took second, first, second, third refusal, like depending on which one got picked up. And I yeah. think one of those years was actually Golden Palace. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, I'd done like three pilots that year, I think, or something like that. Well, let's and, get in. Oh, I'm sorry. Let, yeah. Let, no, go ahead. The go Golden ahead. Girls. I mean, the, as soon as as soon as you said Golden Palace, everyone's ears who's listening perked up because that's what they're really waiting for right now. They want to mm. know about that process. So like. Before you got the Golden Palace, were you familiar with the Golden Girls? Had you watched the Golden Girls? Like, what what did you yeah. know going into the Golden Palace? I was very familiar with them. I grew up, my, my grandparents were mm-hmm. huge Golden Palace, like Golden Girls fans. My parents, I watched it all. My grandparents watched it all the time. Yeah. And my grandmother was actually the one who took me on most of my auditions when I was growing up. So wow. my connection, I stayed with them a lot. So I I. I was around them a lot so it was like kind of a thing with them to watch the golden girls all the time so i i knew them quite a bit actually and what i mean your grandmother must have been like just through the they room were, when you got that they, role <laughs> they were they came out and met them all uh, a couple times and they were they loved it it was it was an amazing time for them and it was it was, it was really cool actually did you ever, um, cause I know sometimes when you're auditioning, you'll do like chemistry reads where sometimes you'll have to, you know, perform with some of the other actors. Did you ever go through that process where you had to read with the women before you got the job or did you just, you got the job? Not on Golden Palace. I was, it was, I, I don't remember reading with anyone before I got the job because I remember the first time I met them, I think it was probably at the table read or something like that. Um, so no, there was no, no interaction, just casting director probably. Sure, it's sure. Almost, it's almost good that you were a child walking into that first table read because I feel like if you were carrier eye, like you know, in a full adult walking into a table read, and then you see Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty just sitting there casually, and that's the first time you're meeting them as you're about to be their coworkers. I would have a heart attack. I yeah, I had I had a lot of that growing up. So I, I met a lot of famous people, not even knowing they're famous, essentially when really? I was younger. So I've I, I have a spit part in Goodfellas where I play Robert De Niro's son. No way. Yeah. And I have a birthday party and played little Jimmy is my character's name. And I have a birthday party, blow out candles and wearing a cowboy hat. And my brother's in it with me because they cast us as brothers to be his sons. And I'm sitting there and I'm there's, I hear all these people here on Robert, Robert De Niro. And I go to my brother and I go, who's Robert De Niro. (laughs) And Robert De Niro standing behind me, he puts his hands on my shoulders. He goes, I am son. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. That's like, no amazing. Idea. Yeah, because like, like, I don't years care. Old. <laughs> eight years old, I'm like, whatever. So That yeah. is awesome. I am going to watch yeah. that today. Yeah. That is so good. <laughs> I love Goodfellas so much. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, All right. So I, I wasn't I wasn't starstruck or anything because I was just like, you know, it's oh, I knew them and I'd worked with other people. So it was kind of just like, that's what I grew up doing, essentially. So it's yeah. kind of like. Yeah, you were a professional. Yeah, just casually. <laughs> you learn real fast when you're on a lot of sets growing up. Like you, you have, you have to like act a certain way and be an adult essentially. Yeah. Well, and everybody treats you like an adult because you're there to work. I've worked on shows with kids and I have talked to them like they're adults because they talk to me like they're adults. And Mm -hmm. but then I go see them playing and I'm like, okay, good. You're at least still a kid. Um, But yeah, people do. They treat you like adults. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously this was a long time ago. You were a kid on this show. But do you remember any fun little anecdotes or just in general what it was like working with the three women and with Cheech Marin and Don Cheadle? Uh, I remember a lot of things like, uh, essentially like 
I had a really good relationship with Don Cheadle. Like uh, he was, he was a really amazing person. I don't get in touch with him anymore, which is a sad thing, but uh, he was, he was, he introduced me to rap music for the first time as a 12 year old and gave me my first rap tape of Tribe Called Quest. And um, Cheech Marin was amazing. Uh, Just uh, what did he give you? He didn't give me anything. Okay, he didn't good. give me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best, what I know now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, and and all three of them, they were they were all amazing. Like they couldn't have been nicer to me. Like they couldn't have treated my family better. And like mm. been more accommodating. And like because I'm sure it was like. I know it was weird having a kid on set probably because it didn't really fit the show. It was just an odd thing. I don't even know how they got a kid in the show to begin with. It was just, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, that's something we, we can put, answer that question for you. <laughs> yeah, because we just recently in a, in a in an upcoming episode we'll have Mark Sotkin, who was the showrunner. On, okay, I think I remember Mark. Yeah, yeah, and he, he was only there two days a week, so he because yeah. he lived in Boulder at the time. I said I don't know how okay. a showrunner ran a show for season two days a week, but I digress. But he did talk <laughs> yeah. a lot about sort of the addition of your character and how and how he. And the staff kind of struggled with figuring out where you fit in because you're right it wasn't a show that really a kid was supposed to be on it was a very yeah. sexual show like there's it something was <laughs> watching it back i've been you know, like okay this, it, i mean they went they, that's why i i don't know how how that got they got a 12 year old kid who's yeah. the foster kid don't feel like could have done so many different things i feel like but you know <laughs> so the reason why oliver was on the show is because you know when they look at the metrics of the golden girls a lot of children watched it as well with their families so it was a four quadrant show that entire that families sense. were watching so they said sense, you know yeah. what let's try to appeal to those children and have a kid on the show so then they have somebody to relate to but then i think yeah, they're having a lot of grown-up stories as they did on the yeah. Golden Girls. Yeah. And the only time they ever really had children on the show was, you know, they had Jenny Lewis on when she yeah. steals Rose's well, teddy bear and yeah, to guest yeah. star for an episode. So um, uh, I didn't even know Jenny was on the show and that was I was after I was gone, I think. Oh no, she was on the Golden Girls. Sorry. So she was on an oh, episode Golden of the Golden okay. Girls. Okay, so this yeah, yeah, was yeah. years prior. It was always the kids were always used for a very specific reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Exactly. Do you remember, I mean, being on set, considering that you had sort of sometimes, did you ever feel like they don't know what to do with me? <laughs> I didn't really feel that because I didn't know at the time the, the inner dynamics of the studios and the, yeah. the, the executives and push and pull from the writers and the producers. I, I didn't know all that. Uh-huh. So I was just kind of naive and going to school and just, learning my lines and going to set and doing that and joking around with people and being a kid essentially like yeah. when I'm not working so it's like I didn't see any of that stuff so I, I couldn't really say anything about that to be honest so well yeah. yeah as a child you shouldn't have known like you should have been like mm, really what's no. my function here now, like, now yeah. I've been on sets when I was younger where I saw stuff and I would, you can tell you some stories but I'm not gonna tell those stories <laughs> where, <laughs> where, where not on the golden are, palace though not on the golden palace no I didn't feel that there wasn't it was like I've been on sets before that where you could feel the tension in the air and you didn't want to say anything or you yeah. could like sit there and watch people like fighting like yeah out in the open essentially so it's like I didn't feel any of that there. It was they, they the women seemed to love each other. They all seemed to like get along. There was no yeah. animosity. There was no like anger. There was no fighting ever or anything like that. So that's good to hear. A, yeah, yeah. Do you do you recall? I don't know. I don't remember even if you were in the episode that B. Arthur was in. I was not. I, 
was not in that episode, but that was, I think that was right before I left because I remember them talking about her coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, I mean, did you even know who B. Arthur was when they were talking about her coming in? I did because I'd watch Golden Girls. I knew all the characters and everything. But did you know who B. Arthur was? You know what I mean? I did. I had heard stories. Yes. I had heard (laughs) stories of not to like talk to her if I, if I I was there because I wasn't, where it was like I was there one week and then the next week they're like we can't write more of this essentially I think <laughs> and the ending of how my character went out was just weird too so it, it was, was the like, weirdest that we thank you for bringing that, up. that episode it was I am so like... angry about how you were handled in the show because it was the weirdest episode of television I think I've ever seen yeah I just wrote a letter I guess yeah Bye. yeah <laughs> you wrote a let you were you like it was oh i i mean and again as a tv writer i was like this is the and i have no problem saying this to you mark sotkin like this is the when you're going to say goodbye to a character this is not the way to do yeah, it he and even like, acknowledged that he acknowledged your mother showed back up julie fisher shows up we're like oh this is great we're gonna see oliver reconnect with his mother and you maybe feel a, a little bit her. torn no. about you know maybe i don't i'm happy Leading to see Don my mom Cheeto but i don't want to leave roland none yeah, of that roland. we didn't see an emotional goodbye between no. oliver and roland it was just like roland comes into the kitchen and it is a little sad and it's all exposition the women are like oh oliver's mother showed up and he said goodbye to her and they were really happy to see each other and then he said yeah. goodbye to roland and now everybody's sad and I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely uh, forced into that episode, like at the kind of like thing at the end, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. guess they didn't have any stories next week. So they were like, well, we'll just get rid of that. <laughs> I will yeah, say, though, in that episode. It was the worst goodbye. It, it, was was... The, it was the worst goodbye. But I will say in that episode, one of the things, since we didn't get the emotional goodbye with you and Roland, and we didn't get the emotional scene of you reconnecting with your mother, and we didn't get any of that. But what we did get, which I think is so personifies your character and your time on the golden palace so much is that you had a lot of really great scenes with Estelle Getty. I mean, I, I that, yeah, I do remember those. Those the two, were the two of you together yeah. were a good, good little team. And I feel like that's where the character really should have been settled and, and worked with the most, mm-hmm. you know, did you remember working with her and what she was I, like? I do remember working with her. She was, she was great. I mean, I'm, I'm the best scenes that I had in that show were with her. Yeah. And probably that last episode that I was in, I think when we go, when we went out on the joy ride, got <laughs> caught by the cops and brought back, yeah. like, that's probably the best scene that, that I had on that show essentially Yeah, was the one with her, where it was her, it was him kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. we were the same height, which was yeah. kind of funny. And like, so <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really nice working with her and having those scenes. Definitely. Yeah. There's a, it's funny that you say you're the same height. Cause there was a really great joke in one episode where you're like, uh, there's like a lost and found box and you're um, getting people to pay you to give them their lost and found items that they've yeah. lost in the lobby. And Sophia goes um, like, how can you even look me in the eye? And you're like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, how can you look me in the eye? Like you're 12. Like this is unfair. <laughs> this money. Um, yeah. It was such a great joke. Yeah. The two of you together and you know, it, and we've talked about it too. It feels like sometimes on the show, they, they were trying to really figure out what to do with Sophia yeah. as well. So I think like, if that had just been the thing, like Oliver and Sophia, like here's another great. fun B story where they're getting into something together. Like I thought that was a really great use for Oliver and a really fun yeah. chemistry between the two of them that I felt like they really should have just leaned into. Yeah. That, yeah. But you never know. I don't know who's making the decision. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so there's always a million opinions. Every, everyone and- has an opinion and different agenda. And so yeah. you never know. And you were, and the show was on a different network. So it was a totally different vibe. It was. 
you know what I, I mean? I've had experience with that too later on as well. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Do tell. I'll tell I was on a television show called Something So Right with oh. Mel Harris and Jerry Burns. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and we were on NBC first and yeah. we were on the schedule flying to New York. They said, congratulations, you're on the second season. We'd won awards and all this stuff. And then they got to New York and somehow over the weekend, they canceled the show. And we're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Politics, whatever. And yeah. then Jerry Burns signed a TV deal with ABC like within a week because the show was popular. Mm-hmm. And then ABC's like, well, we'll take the show. So we switched networks over to ABC essentially. And that's so rare. Crazy switch. Yeah, it is. It's definitely rare. So that was a interesting. I mean, it happens more now, I think, with the streamers and like more from of a, a network to the fluidity. Yeah. yeah. But, but back yeah. in the day, for a show to change networks, especially a show that doesn't change, isn't a spinoff or something, is, is yeah. kind of wild. Yeah. But also now yeah. I feel like there, there are a lot less companies that own so many more companies. Yeah. So NBC might be like, oh, it's not for us, but we'll put it on Peacock, which is still at yeah. least under the umbrella of exactly. NBC. But for something to go from one big network to another, yeah, like you you never see that anymore. So yeah. once the show moved over, did it, like, how did it change? Uh, the new one or the old one? The one well, the new on one there. from the old one to the new one. Um not much change it was all the same crew same cast every, everything nice. was basically the same just different executives and different actually they put us in the t- same time slot just uh, up against like where we were now on abc versus nbc so yeah it was uh it was a pretty f- seamless experience but apparently people don't get along with certain people and you know shows don't finish what they should eventually or have as many episodes as they should but and back then it was different tv was tv was pretty cutthroat it was like there was show shows be up like two episodes and if they didn't perform it was like up oh, that show's done it's gone like yeah. so. <laughs> no room to grow yeah. wait so now no now, room to grow years later now that you've you know that golden palace is on hulu and you can watch it and stuff what what's what's your reaction to watching the series now <sighs> It's just feels awkward the show <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um it just like feels like considering how Golden Golden Girls was like an iconic show, to go from that to that feels a little just just a little odd, like to have that kind of set up and yeah. The hotel. Like if they were gonna make a show with them, they probably could have came up with something better than that, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah. And we've talked about that too. Yeah, that they, there were so many other ideas that they or directions the women could have gone in. I personally think the women should have opened a diner. I think that would be a great option, but you know. Yeah. I'm sure there was probably a million options they had and yeah. They somehow settled on that one. Which... Yeah. I did hear I just received a message. I, I don't know if you because this is a deep cut from the Golden Girls that you would never know, but or maybe you would, I don't know. But Dorothy's son Michael got with an older uh, what was her name? I forget. I'm blanking. Lorraine. Lorraine, and they had a son named Lamar, or well, they talked about naming the son Lamar. And someone just messaged me saying that there should be a gritty drama spinoff of the Golden Girls starring an adult Lamar. 
That is a deep cut. I love that idea. I love that idea. That is meta even for us. That's I know. I love it. Though. I love <laughs> um, so Billy, over the years, what have been the reactions? Like when people find out that you're or in you the Golden people. Girls universe, be it from people you nobody with, knows. From friends, to be honest, I don't. Do I don't mean, get nobody recognized knows. from Golden Girls or anything like that. Very, very regularly at all. Like, yeah, not anymore. Like. That was a long time ago. I mean, well, but when you tell people, what's their reaction? I mean, because you must tell people that you, you know, that's your opener, right? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't talk about it much at all. Any of my acting, really, much at all anymore. It's just kind of a, it's a different life. I mean, I'm still in the entertainment industry in a way, but yeah. it's just a different. I'm behind the scenes essentially, so it's just a different. What do you do right now? What what what, what are you doing in Hollywood? I own a camera rental house and a production company, oh. and have a sound stage and stuff like that. So that's great. Yeah. I like it. That's Where's like your it. facility Enjoy. located? Uh, West LA. Oh, nice. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I mean, I will say that if I showed up at a facility to shoot something and I saw you, you would have a reaction. Like you would, <laughs> there would be a, you were near Betty White. You were near Rue McClant. Like I would have the, the, the shoot, you would have to bill me for an extra hour because I would be talking to you That's about so the funny. palace. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. So is your, um, can we plug your business for people in LA who are maybe in need of a stage or oh, yeah. pencils or yeah, company, Stray Angel Films. Nice. Stray Angel, S-T-R-A-Y-A-N-G-E-L. Yeah. So I've been there for a while and I like it. I enjoy it. It's not, I, the whole reason I got out of acting and that whole thing was what we said, that whole auditioning process and the agents yeah. and managers and that whole, mm-hmm. didn't yeah, really want to do anything. How much and longer also, did you? Oh, I'm sorry. sorry no, how much longer did you act after the Golden Palace? Like, when did you? When do you quote unquote retire from acting? Essentially, in my mid twenties. Okay. Like I kept doing stuff until then. Like, yeah, and then I was just kind of over it. Essentially, did Betty White ever um, call you? No, but I'd seen Betty White, and she wrote about me in her book, which was really nice. Oh, books, which was really nice. That's uh, really nice. Basically, saying the same thing that. I was in the show and it just came harder and harder to write in. She said how nice I was and sweet, and which is really nice. And that's so that's kind of pretty cool thing to have. And yeah. She sent me a book, signed it when she, when she did it and told me about it. So that was nice. That's, that's cool. really um, sweet. And Rue when the show was on, Rue McClanahan gave me her Emmy tickets when the show was on. I went to the Emmys with uh, Betty and Estelle and Don Cheadle and Cheech. Wow. That what was, was that like? Fun. That was pretty, that was definitely an experience. So that was, that was pretty Oh, that was the first time ever doing one of the big award shows or anything like that. So yeah. it was pretty fun. That was uh, definitely an experience. Do you have any photos from that night? Oh, I'm sure my mom probably has some somewhere. Yeah, that's my amazing. Mom has, my mom has clippings and stuff saved from my whole career from like when I was four years old to like my 20s. So that's amazing. That's such a mom thing. That's it's so mom. sweet. I would, do, I would do the same exact thing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I had every single script autographed by all the cast of the movies and TV shows. Oh, wow. Well, so you got a little, especially, I mean, for Golden Girls fans, don't don't let anyone know where you live. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> be careful. We've told everybody they, your place of business here. now. We're not here. <laughs> You're never going to find them. Wow. Uh, did any did any other cast members um, reach out to you or after? Do you have any, um, you know, did you see anybody after after you left the show? Um. I ran into Cheech Marin one time randomly with my dad mm. and we uh I think we were on like Third Street Promenade or somewhere random like and then yeah. we was like stop and talk to him for a little while Century City Mall or something like that if he was and that's stop cool. and talk to him for a little while 
But other than that, no, never ran into anybody else after that. I mean, just be glad you didn't make it into Rue McClanahan's book because it was called something like My Failed Husbands or My Five Husbands or something. So I have a feeling um, the tone of the book. I don't think that was an option for that book at the time. So it's probably for the Oh, Billy, this has been so much fun. Thank you for stopping by and wanting to have this conversation. It's been, yeah, I mean, no the, problem. Fans, the fans, we talk about Oliver a lot. And so to know that Oliver is well and like, you know, doing great <laughs> is just, is just, is just wonderful. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> next time we talk, I'll ask you my 101 questions about the big green and Steve Gutenberg and stuff. Uh, okay, I, I definitely remember more about that, and definitely have some stories about some other stuff too. <laughs> oh, okay. We're gonna have when I press we're stop recording, to we're gonna know. I want to know something. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline business it's all the things that keep this world turning and behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving it's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint the startup and the stadium hospitals and hotels banks and restaurants nationwide all choose the advanced network cybersecurity solutions and round-the-clock trusted partnership from comcast business the company that powers more businesses than anyone else comcast business powering possibilities restrictions apply call or visit comcastbusiness.com to learn more Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Surprise! We're here for a golden takeaway! <laughs> a golden takeaway is a nugget of truth or inspiration you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, surprise me with your golden takeaway today. Um, I think my golden takeaway is I am going to have a movie marathon of all of the 90s underdog sports kids movies of the 90s. I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to do a, a Big Green. I'm going to do a Sandlot, Little yeah. Giants little big league rookie of the year just yeah. all of them mighty ducks d2 d3 yeah you know probably more than i'm forgetting but i feel like there's angels in the outfield i'm gonna do them all none of those did it for me except for my golden takeaway my surprise my nugget in this episode. yeah what's your surprise for everybody is that none of those movies did it for me but one of the things that we talked about i don't know if we talked about it if we mentioned him while we were recording or when we finished talking to him but um steve gutenberg who was in the big green um he reminds me of brad from the last episode i mean brad was more thicker and had more manliness you know going with going on but 
Steve Gutenberg was an early, early, early sexual awakening for me. And I want my golden takeaway from this episode is I would like everyone just to Google Steve Gutenberg shirtless and um, enjoy your day. Maybe do it with a nice little coffee or a delicious beverage, maybe a cocktail if that's your thing. And just look through Google images of Steve Gutenberg shirtless and it will it will make your day, even if you're straight or like a man listening. There's like two of you. So you will enjoy that. That's my golden takeaway. <laughs> Sometimes I just let you go on to see what else comes out of your mouth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on that note, I think we should remind everybody to always. Always. <laughs> Stay, Stay golden. golden.